Today is a real treat. Misty Bellis has spent the last 20 years teaching yoga and sharing it with others. She has a warm and peaceful energy that's easily felt when spending time with her. She opened her studio, People's Yoga, right before the pandemic shut us down, but she smartly pivoted and grew in the face of uncertainty. So stick around with us as we talk yoga, entrepreneurship, motherhood, and more with Misty. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity in business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. Okay, so I sent this um, cocktail to our mixologist when I was on spring break in Sedona. And our resort had a really, really innovative um, cocktail menu. This one's called the Weekend Warrior. And and listeners tend to know that our cocktails kind of match our topic. And Misty is definitely an everyday warrior because she plays, she works hard during the week and plays hard on the weekends, lots of outdoors time. But this is um, two ounces of Buffalo Trace, a half ounce of yellow chartreuse, and a little mint simple syrup. And shake it, pour it over ice and garnish with, with some more mint. And it is warm and well-balanced and just really easy drinking. So good and so cool. I just and Buffalo Trace is a nice one. We haven't used that in a minute, and so I'm, I'm happy for this cocktail. Thanks for finding it, Karen. Yeah, well, Misty requested Buffalo Trace, so we deliver. We deliver. <laughs> All right, Misty. I want to start with, I want to start actually with a little Misty. I want to know where you grew up and what kind of things you were into before you, you know, went through school. So I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. And, um, I went to Northwood, um, high school and I went to Catholic grade school, all saints. And, um, I was really active. I liked to run. I liked to, I was in gymnastics. I, um, I liked art. Um, I was a pretty busy kid. I liked to bike. Mm-hmm. I liked to dance. Um, yeah, that was a good summary of Little Misty. And I know, I know you went to Michigan State for botany. How did that? How did you get connected to plants and things? Uh, I don't know. I kind of. How did I? I have to search back the, the memory boxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did I go in that direction? I knew I wanted to study. I loved being outside at that stage. I. I really loved backpacking. I liked, you know, I liked gardening. I, I knew I wanted to study. Uh, and, and actually my, my degree is called environmental biology and botany. So it kind of has a, you know, a, it was a dual degree and uh, it was, my interest was really um, in the environment and, um, and also in, in kind of native plants and, and studying plants and sustainable food systems was also another uh, portion of of my study program that I was really interested in. I I still nurture that and spend a lot of time uh, growing food for organic farms and and working in that way. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fabulous. Um, And then... But wait, we're talking about yoga. (laughs) We are. Yeah, there there are more points to this story. Sustainability is, I mean, I feel like my, you know, my interest in yoga does start with the environment and 
um, you know, and having, uh, you know, a relationship, a good relationship with the environment. And um, I think that alone is a good yoga practice and a yoga practice that most of us need to focus the most on um, right now. It's just, just having uh, a respect for the environment and uh, being a steward of the environment is very much so a yoga practice. What are some of the biggest misconceptions about yoga? Because I've never, I've never heard of yoga being connected to the environment. Mm. Um, yoga really is, if we if we break it down, I think everybody should know that it's a it's a set of ethical um, uh, values to live by. And those, uh, you know, the, the limbs of yoga start off with um, personal ethical codes, one's uh, ethical codes that pertain to the way that you care for yourself. And then um, one might say communal or, um, you know, worldly ethical codes. And those ethical codes pertain to um, our impact on the, on the world in general. And so there's so many different um, ways to practice yoga um, just through those two. And those are called the yamas and the niyamas. And you could spend just a whole lot of time understanding the yamas and the niyamas and not even move to breathing in asana or, or the postures. You could just, you know, essentially become a really um, healthy person that has a great relationship with their um, community, with their family, with the environment. Um, so it very much so, I think, starts with um, mindfulness and the way that we live our lives and then can move to, to all the tools that we utilize to support ourselves while trying to do that. And asana is just one of those. So um, we use the postures and the breathing techniques as a way to support our overall wellness so that we can be um, better contributors to our world. That's just so beautifully said. That's so nice. It's almost a relief to hear, to, to hear you talk about it and, and sort of zooming out from what we all think we know uh, somehow feels just, I, for some reason, just feels like, oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. That's how we should live. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, it is a relief, isn't it? It's just such a wonderful, and I highly recommend um, starting with the yamas and the niyamas and learning about them and um, and really, um, you know, eventually moving on to some of the other practices. But there's, you know, the words that come to mind is, is uh, compassion and forgiveness and, and kindness. And, and um, you know, those are, those are a huge part of... Uh, of the early practice of yoga, the most important practices of yoga. And our world could never have enough of those things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, what are other misconceptions? I know one of your, I know one of your personal values. It's so clear is inclusivity. I know you um, are very clear about um, that yoga can be for everybody, that it doesn't, it shouldn't be restricted by your body or your age. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, when the, the asanas began to become, you know, more, uh, prevalent, um, they were based on a time and a place, um, in the world where we used our bodies differently. And so, um, you know, if you compare like a 12 year old, boy that lived in India a really, really long time ago, who's starting a yoga practice to, um, 
to a modern body who's maybe sat in a chair for 30 or 40 years at a job and decides to retire and start a yoga practice. Those are really two different. Those are, so I, I just want to get back to that question of the misconceptions of yoga is that it's a, it's a healing art form that's continuing to evolve and it needs to evolve to support the people who want to benefit from it and want to practice it. And so I think um, this idea of traditional versus not traditional doesn't work too well, or, you know, it's, um, it's continuing to um, grow and adapt to our modern bodies and our modern lives. And the old uh, traditional way doesn't really um, work. It leads to a lot of injury and a lot of, a lot of misunderstanding, I think. That's so interesting that, well, it's funny because as I hear you talk, um, I know, ah, Misty's a teacher, clearly, I, I see it, and, I, and I'm hearing it right now, and I'm, I'm watching Karen, and I look at you like we're in school and, and learning something today. Um, so I would love to keep this conversation up about yoga and its misconceptions and tell us more, but also tell us, how did you get to where you are, you know, from from the environmental and botany space to the entrepreneur teacher mentor space that you're in now and all and how it all connects okay um i think i know that path i i traveled it so i think i know it um i so i did graduate from msu and um a little bit of time i think maybe even weeks after graduating i jumped on my bike with my best friend and rode um, from Lima, Peru to Dodge City, Kansas on our bicycles. And we rode for about six months. It was just the two of us. It gave me a chance to see the world and look at the world differently. And that would, that had a big impact um, post, post-graduation on me and what I wanted to do with my life and, um, and my view of the world in general and how I wanted to participate in it. And then rewinding a little bit, when I was studying uh, at MSU, I had the great opportunity to go to Nepal and study Ayurvedic medicine um, for a semester abroad there. And um, Ayurveda is called the science of life, and it's um, you know part of the um, part of yoga is born right out of Ayurveda, which is an ancient uh, kind of. Uh, it's hard to describe. Because it's it's the science of life, or it's the Ayurveda is not just medicine; it's also a way of living. And there's a lot of um, old text based on what Ayurveda is. But so I was. That's what kind of got me into it uh, right off the bat: is studying Ayurveda in Nepal and and traveling through Nepal. And you, so yoga and this study has been part of your life since well before you became a studio yeah. owner, et cetera. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was studying yoga as a, as a 19 year old, um, and very interested and in, in had an active practice and I'm 43 today. So I've, I've been, I've been at it for a while and deeply interested and almost obsessed with yoga. I would say I'm, I'm obsessed. <laughs> and, and I know you became, how, how long did you think, how long do you think you practiced before you became a teacher? Mm. Okay. So I started, yeah, I started practicing at the age of 19. And I think by the time I was, um, 23, I was teaching 22 or 23 is when I started teaching. 
Yeah, I think 22 is uh, when I started. I'd have to look back. <laughs> Somewhere in <laughs> that it was, time. It was very early 20s that I started teaching. And isn't it funny how it all blends after yeah. some time? And I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then you worked for a few different studios, um, kind of navigating your way. And when was your aha moment that like, I, mm-hmm. I can do this. I can have my own bricks and mortar. Well, I, I, there was always, it, there was always a feeling of, you know, maybe I'll um, become more a bigger part of some of these other uh, places that I work for. And I did work for um, quite a few of them. And I, you know, I spent a lot of years jumping around town, supporting other businesses and supporting myself as well. And it's, um, it's kind of exhausting to be split four different ways at four different places and be jumping around and go teach a class there and then go teach a couple private lessons there and then jump over and teach an evening, evening class there. It's just, you know, at any given studio, there's generally not um, a lot of space unless that space is made for that person to make a whole career out of it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I decided fairly early on that I, I would either partner with uh, one of the places that I worked for. And if that wasn't available, I would go at it alone. And I'm so glad that I did because it was, I was more than ready. I should have done it before I even did. And you, it's a beautiful space, people's yoga. It's in Rio town, Lansing, Michigan. It's got so many windows and great light. And, um, Mm. it's just such a warm and peaceful space. It's such a reflection of who you are to me. I have to give him credit. He built that studio with his whole heart and he is a very skilled craftsman that, um, is an amazing designer as well. And, um, you know, he poured his heart into that, into making that studio ours. And so I want to, I'm forever grateful for him. He's a, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad to have a, a Jay Bellis table in my home. So I feel lucky for that. That's cool. It is cool. <laughs> I also have a cutting board that you made with your hands. Nice. See, you guys are just so gifted. Um, I <laughs> talk to me a little bit about, your opening and then kind of what happened. (laughs) Yeah. So we, um, we actually, a friend of mine found the building. I was, I was looking and I was ready and I had a business plan, um, but I didn't have the brick and mortar yet. And, um, a good friend of mine was having coffee over at blue owl and she saw my space had a for rent sign. All she said, you got to come take a look It's your studio. Oh goodness. Perfect. I wasn't quite ready yet. Uh, but I drove down there that day and I said, darn it, this is it. I got to go. It's time to do this. Yep. So we signed a, a, a lease that week and, uh, oh, we got, you knew like you knew to me, yeah. you knew immediately. Yeah. It was absolutely everything that I wanted in a studio and I wasn't going to find elsewhere. Everything. It had a natural reception. It has, it's a corner lot. It's on a main street. It's across from a coffee shop. It's, you know, it was, it was the right size. It had, was partnered with other businesses that I liked. I was, it was everything I wanted. So that's so interesting too. And how you mentioned, um, you weren't ready yet, but, it, but you, but you did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I had that feeling like that 
another another part of practicing yoga is like developing a better intuition, a better sense of, uh, you know, what direction to go, like what to do with your life and how to, um, you know, how, how to start sowing some seeds and, and uh, putting some effort forth. And I had a feeling and I like when I, you know, have those feelings. Like, I think this feels, this really feels right. All right. So you found the perfect place and you got ready to open. Mm-hmm. And then we had a great grand opening, an, an amazing first six months. Um, we were busier than ever and it was turned off like to, to be out of the red on opening day and starting already to make profit was a uh, fantastic feeling. And we continued until, of course, the pandemic uh, settled in six months into our grand opening. And that's when uh, we shut our doors, of course, along with all the other businesses that had to shut their doors that had similar, you know, public uh, group classes like we did and whatnot. And I think uh, one day after that happened, we bought some equipment. Dave Such was our kind of angel and he scooped in and, um, you know, started to continue to improve our sound quality, our video quality, and our, you know, our online classes. And uh, we've kept up our online businesses almost bigger than our um, in-studio business still today. That is amazing. And to, to, to trust your gut that that was the direction to go, um, that it wasn't just, uh, I mean, it was certainly in reaction to, but knowing that mm-hmm. you could rather than just sitting and waiting, yeah. um, just yeah. says so much about your drive and your, um, intention. Yeah. We were all in the middle of a teacher training program. And so that went, um, that went into a virtual platform as well. That was a big, that was a hard pivot than the online classes was, but it, it was all doable. I mean, you had to, you had mm-hmm. to have a little, have a little grit in order to change your business model like that, just in a day. Mm-hmm. And it continued to get better and better and better. We realized that this is, there's definitely a silver lining here. This is a business that we didn't know that we could develop that will grow. Yeah. And you're not dependent upon some sort of geographical concentric circle anymore. Right. It's interesting though, you know, to hear you, you didn't have a business plan to be remote or virtual or online or any of the above. And you were doing great at a bricks and mortar space. And, and the fact that you were able to react so efficiently and effectively and succeed so fully I mean, that's, I have to, that's us communicating to our community and them. I mean, if we asked to do um, a special event, they were online for it. If we asked them to sign up for Zoom classes, they were there for it. They were, if we wanted to do a raffle to try to pay some of the bills that we were, you know, wanting to get paid, they were there for it. I mean, the community that we have uh, that supports the studio and and, uh, they're incredible. Um, they're, they're just amazing people and they're always there. They're always asking us, what can we do and how can we help? And they have been through the pandemic, which has been, um, such a gift to have this loving, sweet community of people, teachers, students, you know, alike, they're all, they're all showing up. Did you, were you confident that that would happen? Did you guess that that would happen? Would you say that is 
probably what would always happen in a yoga community or I'm an optimist to a fault. Awesome. I'll take that. So I'm always just like saying this is going to be okay and uh, we'll figure it out. And um, I mean, to a fault is also, (laughs) we won't have to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't always uh, serve me, but uh, yeah, I had a good feeling that it would be okay. I think that that is a, a certainly a reflection of you. Your community is a reflection of you. you you've created that too. So, I mean, that's awesome that people show up for you, yeah. but you create that too. Yeah, it's collective. And then you have, so you've got a brick and mortar business. You've got an online um, subscription-based business. You do teacher training. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, the teacher training program has been really um, a great portion of, of us growing together and growing community and, and increase. some people take the teacher training program and they, they don't really want to teach, but they want to know more about the philosophy and they want to know more about the yamas and the yamas and they, they want to know uh, more about the practice of yoga and the depth of that. And so, and then some people really do want to, uh, to some degree or another, be able to offer a meditation uh practice to others or a breathing practice to others or a movement practice to others. But we do a 200 hour, which is our intro level training program. And then we do a 300 hour, which is our more advanced level on training program. And so far, I think I should count the number of graduates, but we've maybe around 75 people have um, graduated from our program. And the program is three years old, a little over three years old. Amazing. And over what duration does a 200 hour, um, training take? I define a little differently than, than the average, um, studio and a lot of studios compress it into a, you know, maybe a nine to 12 week program or something like that. But I run mine over a six month, five to six month program, five for the 200 hour and six for the 300 hour. Um, because I, it's too much information to cram into such a short period of time. Like I like to give people a little bit of material and for them to work with that material for, you know, a week or so, and then to come back and learn a little bit more material and so on. So I, I ours is a little bit more stretched out than, than a lot of the other programs, but it also um, makes it really manageable. It's five hours um, on either a Saturday or a Sunday, depending on which program it is. And then two hours of required practice time throughout the week. So it's kind of a a doable thing for a lot of people. And for people who otherwise have maybe full-time jobs or... Very good. Exactly. So what have we not asked you that you thought you needed to share, really wanted to share? Um, if If I'm talking about me and my business in general, I... I just, um, I want to be clear that I, it's really important to me to have people not intimidated by the practice of yoga and to feel like, um, it can really benefit so many people and mental health is one of the things that I, I think that we all need to look at getting a better handle on. Mm -hmm. And, um, and if you can find a practice that's doable, you know, maybe a little challenging, but you're not intimidated by it and you can stay in a peaceful place while doing it. And you, your, your mind body connection can improve and your mental health can improve and your physical health can improve. And it's something that really supports 
all of you. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's important that people understand that there's classes titled like yoga for arthritis that focuses on people who have joint pain. And there's uh, classes called chair yoga that um, is really for people who might not get down to the ground very easily or get off the ground very easily, but they still want to build flexibility and they still want to build balance and um, they still, you know, want to breathe and to be able to have a quiet mind. And so it's, um, yeah, the accessibility aspect of it for me is really, really important. I even teach, um, well, I private, privately teach to quadriplegic um, people where we, where I help mobilize them and, um, you know, and we get them to the ground and, and, um, that's a really beautiful place too. And I, I just, the reason I bring that up is that, you know, a lot of people think, well, I can't do yoga. Um, but anybody can, anybody can, uh, if you're breathing, you can do yoga, which is really, it's important for people to know that. I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, in following the studio on Facebook, I see that you have posted pictures um, and and have commentary on on that on accessibility and uh, inclusion, and I think it's really beautiful that you've built that into your into your practice and that and what you what you can do for people. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty special. So what's what's the crystal ball looking like these days? If you're you've a lot has changed in two and a half years for you. So mm-hmm. what's next? Well, I'm, I'm headed out to California um, one week from today to spend 10 days training with my favorite teacher, Annie Carpenter. And um, I'm due for, a, for being a student again. And um, I think everybody needs to stay a student, keep learning whatever you're passionate about you know, don't get, uh, don't get too comfortable. Don't get too, uh, confident. Mm-hmm. Um, always be willing to learn a little more and grow a little more. So I'm headed out there to do that, um, 10 day training program. And then I'll be back. And in the fall, we start 200 hour and 300 hour programs. And I think I'll be a better teacher having been a student for a little while. Mm, enjoy that. Absolutely. How can someone, find you say they're interested in your teacher training or they want to find your studio online where would we go you'd go to peoplesyogastudio.com and all my information's on there uh, multiple times so you could give me a phone call you could give me a text you could send me an email and or you could just register for a class and give it a try and gosh the accessibility of yoga has really uh, grown like you can sign up for a class and do it from the comfort of your own home through Zoom. You can come into the studio and take that same class, but you can also sign up for it and get the recording of the class and just do it whenever you want. So there's really no excuses anymore. If you want to, if you want to try a class at any, you know, I, I think there's a lot of studios that that offer these options. Then, uh, then you just have to do it. Then you have to say, I think I'm going to give that a try and see how it feels. Love it. Well, please do go to People's Yoga, um, and and either sign up or support or follow. And thank you, Misty, for, for spending some time with us. I already feel more peaceful just talking with you. Aww. <laughs> 100%. So interesting. It's a good story, and your outlook is contagious, and I hope you get to share it with tons of people. Aww, it was such an honor to spend some time with both of you, and thank you so much for having me on your program. 
Thank you. Pleasure is ours. Cheers. Cheers. We talk a lot about setting goals, achievement, and generally just going after what we want. It's true. But have you ever had an idea or a goal that just stayed in your head and had no momentum? Oh, of course. And I end up carrying it around for far too long. It takes up a lot of space and uses a lot of energy. So how do you know when to let it go? Well, that's what we're talking about next time. Join us. Cheers. Cheers.